Are you ready for the word today? Turn to somebody and say, you got to break free. You got to break free. We're in a sermon series called Breaking Free, and really we've been kind of taking a deep dive into what is known as the seven deadly sins, and, you know, talking about that. And so what are they? Well, that's pride, greed, envy, wrath or anger, lust, gluttony, laziness, or sloth. Remember, that kind of goes hand in hand. And so as, as I read that list, as you think about that list, I think it's a fair assessment for all of us to say, I'm either dealing with one or more or have dealt with one or more of these things in my life. And why is that? Well, remember, we've been saying this, this, this phrase, although it's more than a phrase, and that is that behind every self-defeating or excuse yeah behind every self-defeating behavior is a self-deceiving lie that I'm believing. So that because of the lie that I'm believing, it is manifest in my life generally in one of these seven different ways. And so we've been talking about the importance of breaking free. Talking about being able to do what God's called you to do. Because how many of you know, if you're, if you're full of pride, if you're full of greed and, and envy, it's hard to be everything God's called you to be. And so we've been talking about how to break free from these things. And so we're taking them one by one. And so we've already talked about pride. And what does pride do? It goes before the... Come on, online it goes before the... Amen. Thank you. So we talked about that gluttony. What is that? That's, that's, that's not just a buffet bar. Amen. That's, that's, that's an overindulgence in anything in your life. It's, it's really connected to addictions. So gluttony and addictions really go hand in hand. We talked about that. We talked about greed. What is greed? It's a strong, selfish desire to have more of something. So it's, it's, it's never being content. It's never being satisfied with what God has given you. There's, there's always that desire, and it's a selfish desire, right, to, to have more of something. Last week we talked about laziness. What is that? Laziness is just simply lack of discipline in any area of your life. It's, it's lack of discipline. And I know it's hard for us to look at this and say, man, you know, I'm not lazy. I, I've got this going on. And, and so we say this. We say, I'm, I'm busy. I'm crazy busy. But you need to understand there's also something called lazy busy. And that's like a hinge on the door, Proverbs said. You've you got a lot of motion, a lot of things going on, but there's really no productivity in your life. And so we've been talking about these today it's going to be a hot topic. Are you ready for today? Today, we're going to be talking about anger. Come on, anger. How to let off a little steam without being burned. Come on, anybody got any anger issues in the house? I think we've got a, a picture up as well. There it is. Come on, anybody got a little bit of that going on? Anybody in the house some anger so we're going to talk about that today and learn how to break free from anger. So Father, thank you so much for the day you've given us. Thank you for the privilege of being here uh, in the house. Thank you for the privilege of technology, allowing so many to be able to tune in and, and be a part of what, what you're doing here. And so Father, open our hearts these next few minutes and help us to hear from you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Let me give you, real quick, just some, some facts about anger. Some facts about anger. You know, they say that the average woman loses her temper three times a week. Average woman, like, like flips her wig 
three times a week. Whereas the average man loses his temper six times a week. Come on, all the women said, yeah, boy, we're going somewhere today. So you got the women losing their temper three times a week, the men losing their temper six times a week. They say that when a woman loses her temper, it's usually because of people. Like your kids. Come on, somebody. Amen. Your spouse. Amen. So it's, it's people. But they say for a man, when a man loses his temper, it's, it's connected to things. So it's like something's not working right. The car won't start. Flat tire. The computer screen. The wheel of death. The my internet. Amen. Just all of this stuff causes anger. And they actually say that men are more physical with anger than women. And all the men said, if you get the right one, that ain't true. Amen. So that's what they say. But here's, here's kind of the, the, a depressing statistic, if you will. Is that anger, 99% of the time, is expressed where? In the home. In the home. So you get angry somewhere else, whether it's at work, whether it's school, what friends, golf course, where, wherever you are. You get angry and you bring it home and take it out on the people that love you the most. That's where it comes from. So we don't take it out on strangers. We don't take it out on the people or things that make us mad. We bring it home and take it out on the people that love us the most. And again, these are just some facts about anger. But here's what I do know. All of us get angry. Okay, Is that fair to say that we all get angry? We just express it a little bit different. The, the truth is, guys, that anger is actually very normal. You know, when you read in the scriptures, the Bible says that we are made in the image of God. And when you read in the Old Testament, 375 times it says that God got angry. So there's nothing wrong with getting angry. Again, anger is, is, is I think, a natural, a natural emotion, if you will. But here's the thing you need to understand about anger. It's not a sin to get angry. Okay, it's not a sin to get angry but let me just preface all of that with what Paul says in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. What does he say here? He says, in your anger. He doesn't say, you know, you might get angry at some point in time. You might lose it. No, he said, you're going to lose it. Amen. You're going to get angry. But in your anger, what does he say? Three do nots there. Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give a devil a foothold. Don't give that devil the foothold. So again, you understand, it's not a sin to get angry. It's not a sin to be angry. But here's the line. If you let that anger just rest inside of you and, and, and you don't deal with it and you just kind of let it go unresolved, what you have just done is you have opened the door and given the enemy of your soul a foothold into your life and he will come in and he will destroy you. And so that's why you have to be very, very careful with what you do with anger because all of us express anger a little differently. There's some people, you know, you look at them and it's like, there's anger all over them. Like, there ain't no hiding it. But then there's other people, you can't really tell they're angry, they're happy. They say, you can't really tell anything. 
And so what I want to do today is I want to give you four different ways that people express anger. And then we're going to talk about how to diffuse that anger. We're going to talk about how to break free today. So let me give you, real quick today, four different ways that people express anger. Now, let me, let me say this to you. When I hit on these, some of you are in this list. If you're sitting beside somebody that's in this list, don't you dare say a word to them because they will get angry with you. Just kind of look at them a little bit sideways. Amen. Same thing if you online. Don't you, especially if you online because blows can happen because ain't nobody seeing you. Amen. So, so let me give you the list. Here's the first one. Come on, madman. Madman. That's the first way that anger is expressed. Everybody knows this person, right? This is the walking time bomb. Anybody know anybody like that? This is the person with the hair trigger. This is the person that when anger comes out, they're going to yell, fuss, cuss. They're going to attack. That's what's going to happen. This person is the madman. And we see this in scriptures in Genesis chapter 4, verse 5 and 8. It talks about Cain here. It says, so Cain was what? Very angry. He wasn't just upset over a cup of sugar. He was very angry. And then drop down in verse 8. Cain said to his brother Abel, Hey friend, let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain did something. He attacked his brother Abel and killed him. So one of the common things that this type of person does when anger comes up is they automatically start attacking people. They just go into attack mode. Now, here's what generally happens. Once they calm down, they immediately regret their actions because they know they shouldn't have done it. But oftentimes, they're too insecure to admit their mistakes. Turn to somebody and say, don't be the madman. Here's the second one. There's the mute. Come on, there's, there's the mute. This person is the exact opposite of the madman. This person is the silent type. This person is, is the person that kind of holds it in, clams it up. They deny their anger. They even deny it to themselves. They put on the happy face. And you, these are the people that you go up to them and you can tell something's not right. You know, and so you go up to them and say, hey, what? are you okay today? Are, are you mad? No, I ain't mad. Are you mad? No, I'm not mad. Are you mad? I ain't mad. You know, it's that kind of, come on, anybody? It's the mute, amen? I call these people the crop pot. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? The crop pot. You look at a crop pot, and that thing is shiny, and it's pretty on the outside, and everything looks good, but you take that lid off, baby. Come on, there's something bubbling on the inside. These are those kind of people. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 17 and 18 says this. He says, I stayed by myself. I stayed by by myself. I didn't want to be around anybody. I was by myself, and I was filled with what? Anger. Why do I keep on suffering? Why are my wounds incurable? Why don't they heal? So this this mute, they they build up walls to protect themselves. They, They shut everybody out in the process. They sit around, watch this, rehearsing what somebody said, rehearsing what somebody did over and over and over until I have a right to be mad. That's the mute. Here's the third type of way that anger is expressed, and that's the martyr. That's the martyr. These, these are the people that 
are a pro at self-pity. They, they self-punish themselves like all of the time. Anybody, somebody is angry, they, they immediately go into, well, it must be me. It's, it's my fault. I was wrong. I should have this. I should have that. I, man, I, I should have said I was sorry here or there. And can I help you with something? The number one sign of depression is oftentimes internalized anger. Holding it in, just thinking it's, it's all me, it's my fault. Luke chapter 15, verse 28, it says, The older brother became what? Angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. Now, the problem is for the martyr, the martyr makes their self miserable and everybody around them miserable. So that's the martyr. Here's, here's the, the fourth way we express anger, and that is the manipulator. The manipulator. This is the per- person that their favorite tool is sarcasm. Like they're, they're very sarcastic. Like you look at them and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, this is the person that is really nice to your face but will cut you in your back. Come on, somebody. These are the people that are gossips. These are like the Pharisees. They're always plotting, always planning. And so these are the ways that anger oftentimes is expressed. And so again, let me just rephrase this. Everybody gets angry We just express it differently. So with all of that being said, what's the goal? The goal is to break free. The goal is to be able to let off a little steam without getting burned, right? The the goal is to, to diffuse the anger when it rises up inside of us. So how do I do that? Let me give you some ways to diffuse anger today. Here's the first one. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, you got to first be willing to admit it. You got to be willing to admit it. Like, like, stop going around saying, I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. Come on. Have you ever seen a thermometer person? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? A thermometer person? You're sitting there talking to them and you know something's wrong with them. And there's a red line that starts right here at their neck. Come on. And, it, and you can see that thing. When it gets here, man, it just explodes. Has anybody ever seen that before? Don't look at people. I'm telling you, they're going to get mad with you. But just the thermometer people, listen, that, there ain't nothing wrong with me. And it, the whole time their face is blood, there's a vein right there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That vein just pulsating thermometer. So here's the thing. When you're angry, man, accept responsibility for it. Admit it. And here's the thing you've got to do. You've got to determine to do something with that anger. Because here's what you have to realize. You can't control what other people do. But you can control you. You can't control what other people do, what other people say, how other people act. But you can control you. Proverbs 29 verse uh, 11 says this. It says, a wise man holds his temper in. And what does he do? He cools it. He holds it in and cools it. Now, now, I'm not saying here that you need to bury your anger. I'm not saying you need to pretend it's not there. But what I am saying is you've got to find a constructive way to communicate that anger. You have to be willing to say, okay, hey, something's wrong here. Like my blood pressure is rising. Something is going on. So again, when you're angry, guys, listen to me. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't pretend it's not there. You're not angry. Admit it. Why? Because you can be angry without sinning. 
So that's the first way. Here's, here's the second thing that I want to talk to you about. Number two is you also have to evaluate the cost of your anger. Evaluate the cost of your anger. Here's the thing, guys. Your anger is going to cost you something. Your anger will cost you something. Proverbs 29, 22. An angry person stirs up conflict. A hot-tempered person, what do they do? They commit many sins. I mean, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. Proverbs 14, 17. A quick-tempered man, what do they do? They do foolish things. You understand, when you lose your temper, you are the one that loses. Listen, you will never make it to the top as long as you keep blowing your top. Let me say that again. You'll never make it to the top as long as you keep blowing your top. And you need to understand that anger is very dangerous to your life. Matter of fact, if you ever notice that there's really only one letter difference between anger and danger. Just one letter. So anger that is undealt with is dangerous to us. It's dangerous to us emotionally, physically, socially, relationally. Listen, anger will destroy things in your life. It'll destroy your home, your friendships, your joy, your health, your marriage. Which is why Paul said this. Hey, this is, this is the thing you need to understand. Don't let the sun go down when you're still angry. And hear me today. Every marriage should practice this. Every marriage should practice this. So, so it's not like you're going to go to bed and your back's to, to her and her back's to yours and nobody's talking. And you over here on one side, and she's way over on the other side. And heaven forbid you let your toe cross that line. Is anybody feeling my pain? Heaven forbid you let that toe cross that center line, buddy, because it is over. I remember early on in Missy and I's marriage, you know that little seam on the mattress? Anybody know what I'm talking about? There has been a many a nights, buddy, that seam was my friend. I tried my best. I'm not moving. I'm not breathing. I was laying on the seam the whole time. She's over there spread all out enjoying life. Here's the rule. Are you ready for the rule? Nobody goes to sleep until harmony is restored. Nobody goes to sleep until harmony is restored. Why? Because anger is like a fire in your body and it will cost you something. Listen, it will never just lay around inside of you without attacking some part of your body. Have you ever heard someone say this? Like, that really burns me up. You ever heard that? Listen, unresolved anger literally does that. You let that anger lay inside of you. Your temperature will start rising. Your blood pressure rises. Your heart rate goes up. You get nervous. You're primed to to act out in ways you wouldn't before. And and so again, you have to be willing to admit the anger. Then you have to kind of take a step back and evaluate, you know what, this stuff's going to cost me something. Here's the third thing on how to diffuse your anger. You've got to focus on the root cause of the anger. Well, just focus on the anger. What, what's really the cause of it here? Proverbs 19, verse 11, again, it says, A person's wisdom yields patience. Again, this is just a, a different translation. A person's wisdom yields patience. You're patient when you feel your temperature rising, when you feel things happening. Listen, you got to understand what caused that anger. Because anger is not really the problem. Anger is just a warning light. Anger is kind of like that little, that little check engine light on your dashboard. 
It's just telling you, hey, something's wrong here. But I know what most of y'all do. Put a little piece of black tape on it. I mean, you can't do that. It's a warning light. It's telling you something is wrong here. And so typically there's really three common causes to anger. You might want to write these down. Here's the first one. Number one, when you're hurt. When you're hurt. Physically, emotionally. It's kind of like, man, when you hit your hand or hit your thumb with a hammer. What do you say? Like, bless God, that felt really good. No, what do you do, man? You let it rip. Hammer goes across the yard. You start saying like Christian stuff, like praise God, glory to his name, all that good stuff. I'm seeing a whole lot of elbows bumping right now. Amen. It's when you're hurt. You know, they did a recent survey and they established that one out of every three divorced persons, 10 years after divorce, they went back. One out of every three still had intense feelings of anger towards the other person. Why? Because divorce hurts. It's, it, it, and listen, the deeper the hurt, the deeper the anger. So when you're angry, when you feel your temperature rising, you need to pause and say, what's really going on here? Have I been hurt? Here's the second thing that causes anger. Frustration. Frustration. It's when you get to the point in your life where nothing works, nothing goes your way. It, it could be career pressures, broken relationships, debt, whatever. It's, it's like you're being forced into a box that just doesn't fit you and, and you want everything to go your way. And we're all like that. And listen, we all face these situations, but you've got to be careful because if you vent your anger in that moment, you'll think the anger is the problem and that's not the problem. The problem is you're just a little frustrated right now. So you got to take a breath. Here's the third cause of anger, and that is insecurity or fear. Kind of write that down beside it. Insecurity or fear, when you feel threatened or afraid. Listen, you can back any animal into a corner. I don't care how timid that animal is. They're going to come out fighting. Same thing with you and I. When someone attacks your self-worth, when someone embarrasses you, when someone puts you down, you're going to fight back. And how are you going to fight back? Like a madman, a mute, a martyr, or a manipulator. So when you get angry, don't just immediately think, well, the anger's the problem. That's not the problem. Have you been hurt? Have you been frustrated? Have, do you have some fear and insecurity going on? That's where you've got to dial into it at to figure it out what's the root cause here. Here's the fourth way to kind of diffuse anger, and that is to understand my motives behind anger. I got to understand what, because listen, the anger is going to motivate you to do some things. It's going to motivate you to do some things. And because how many of you have ever noticed that your mouth runs faster than your brain when you're angry? Has anybody ever noticed that? So the key to controlling your anger is put your mind in gear before you engage your mouth. Why? Because a sharp tongue is the quickest way to cut your own throat. Let me say that again. A sharp tongue is the quickest way to cut your own throat. And so simply put, you have to stop and think before you react. Stop and think about this thing before you just act out. Proverbs 13 verse 16 says, All who are prudent act with knowledge. So you got some understanding here. You, you know, you're thinking about this. So there's two ways you could kind of come at anger when it comes against you. You can either think, act, and feel, or feel, act, and think. Which one are you going to do? You need to think 
Think about it. Stop. Because listen, the one with the smallest mind is usually the one willing to give you a piece of it. Good question. Boy, I felt a mic drop right there. The one with the smallest mind is usually the one that's willing to give you a piece of it. Have you ever said something to someone and in that conversation, as soon as the words came out, immediately you thought, man, why did I say that? Why did I do that? I I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. So listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to delay your response. When you get angry, when you get mad and upset, delay your response. This is not in your notes. I just wrote these down. I want you to ask yourself three things. Here's the first thing you need to ask yourself. Why am I really angry? Like, why am I angry? Is it because I've been hurt? Is it frustration? Is it insecurity? What's the real issue? Here's the second thing. What do I really want out of this encounter? I want revenge. Like, I want them to hurt like I hurt. I want them to feel what I feel. And listen, I get that. But you understand that revenge doesn't really address why you're mad. And then how can I get the best results? Why am I angry? What do I really, really want out of this encounter? Like, I'm, I'm coming at this person, but, but what's the end game? And how can I get the best results? Can I tell you something? Almost never by losing your cool. By isolating yourself, by having a pity party, sarcasm. Listen, you may win the battle, but you're going to lose somebody in the long run. Proverbs 16, 23. From a wise mind comes careful and persuasive speech. I love that. Proverbs 14, 30. A relaxed attitude, what does it do? It lengthens a man's life. Have you ever noticed that the more tense you are the more prone you are to lose control. Have you ever noticed that? That's why your temper and your tension goes together. Come on, it's like TNT. Temper and tension go together. You need to learn how to relax. Men, let me help you with something. You need to relax. I know you got a lot on you. I know you carry a big load as a man trying to provide for the family, trying to be the best dad you know how to be, trying to be the father, trying to, trying to make it, trying to pay bills, trying to, trying to just be who God's called you to be. I know you've got it. But let me tell you what I see play out all the time. The man is at work. Boss chews on him a little bit. He gets mad. Again, where does that anger go? Home. Say it one more time. Where does it go? Home. The man is mad. He's fired up. He comes home, bites his wife's head off. She turns around, gets on little Johnny. Little Johnny turns around, gets on Susie. Susie's in there pulling her Barbie doll heads off. And the parents are talking about, well, it must be the cartoons. Yeah, right. Amen. It's you. Come on, turn to somebody and say, it's you. Amen. You've got to beware of the tension that's building. Because that tension is going to come out somewhere. And if you don't find a way to constructively deal with it, it's going to leave a whole lot of dangerous stuff in its wake. So when you feel that tension building, man, listen, run around the block. Go for a walk. Throw a pillow if you need to. Do whatever you need. Some of the most spiritual things you can do is exercise. That's right. I just said that. Come on, somebody. And all the men said, three of you. Come on, couch. Just call them couch, couch potato. Amen. You, you need to do something. Look, develop a sense of humor. 
Because if you can't laugh at yourself, guys, you're going to be in big trouble. And we know God's got a sense of humor because he created you. Amen. Some of you get that tomorrow. So you got to understand what this anger is motivating you to do. And, and I know I'm a little comical today, guys, but that's just because this is a weighty subject. And I see so many people that are hurt in the wake of somebody's anger because they're not willing to admit it. They're not willing to look at this and say, hey, what's really going on? What's the root? Why am I angry? What, what's happening here? What, man, what is, what is this thing? It's, it's motivating me to do something wrong. What's, what's going on here? Ask yourself these questions. And then here's the fifth thing on how to diffuse. Seek help. Seek help. Sometimes you need a little help. Proverbs 15, 22, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, what do they do? They succeed. And again, we've already established that anger is a warning like, right? It's, it's a warning. There's, there's some hurts there. There's some insecurities there. There's, there's some frustratedness there. And, and listen, I've seen people that, that were hurt 20 years ago, and they're still carrying the hurt with them right now. I've seen married couples that have been married for 20, 30 years. And about 10 to 15 years into that marriage, something happened. And it was never dealt with. And they've spent the next 10 to 15 years of their marriage miserable. Because it was never dealt with. Have you ever met somebody and it just look at them and it's like, man, they're just angry all the time. Like they just look mad all the time. Do you know why? It's probably because somewhere in their past, something happened. Something triggered that in their mind, that anger, and it was never dealt with, and it has followed them through their life. Listen, there's nothing unspiritual about getting some help to help you sort some things out in your life. Sometimes you're too close to the forest to see the trees. You need, you need a friend to come in that can objectively help you with this. Sometimes your anger is too complex for anybody. You need to seek professional help from a Christian counselor. Yes, the pastor said that. There are times when you need to do that. But be careful about who you get to speak into your life. Be careful about who you get to try to help you. Don't just pick anybody. Proverbs 22, 24 and 25 says this. Do not associate with one easily angered or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. So be careful. Why? Because anger is contagious. Have you ever gotten a debate, a debate with someone and the louder they got, the louder you got? Have you ever noticed that happens? So if you're serious about changing the old destructive patterns in your life, you have to be willing to find people that know and practice anger management and have them to speak into your life. Here's the last thing on how to diffuse anger. The most important thing that you need to grab hold of today, expect God to act. Expect God to act. And, and, and I know you're sitting here and you're like, Pastor, I, I hear all of that. It's easier said than done. But listen to me, guys. Hear me. I want you to lean in right now. If you're watching online, I want you to lean into what I'm about to say. You can't have a life filled with hurt, fear, and frustration without dumping the anger all over the place. You can't. It's kind of like Christmas. Anybody enjoy Christmas? Anybody enjoy getting that present wrapped up all nice, big old bow on it? Ben, I know you love it, buddy. 
I know you love like a brand new bicycle. Come on, I just spoke that in your parents' heart. Amen in Jesus' name. Like, like a big box wrapped up with a bow in it. And you're like, man, the anticipation. There's got to be something great in that because it looks good on the outside. And I'm going for it only to open the box and it's empty. There's nothing inside. Open the box and somebody then brought you some coal from Kentucky. Amen. What's inside of you guys, hear me, is going to come out. It's going to come out. This is why Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, this scripture is so important. What does it say? Don't get drunk on what? On wine. Oftentimes we look at that and we think that wine is just talking about a physical drink. And it is, but you need to understand in the Greek it goes further. It's also talking about the spirits of this world. So it's not just a physical drink. It's the spirits of this world. When we buy into these lies, we buy into these things that are happening, this, this destructive behavior starts coming out. He says, hey, don't, don't get drunk on that kind of stuff. Why? Because that kind of life leads to debauchery. What is debauchery? It's this excessive indulgence in pleasure. It's what it is. It's, it's all about me. It's all about what I want. He says, hey, don't get caught up in all that, but instead, be filled with the Spirit. Now, what does that mean from a practical sense, being filled with the Spirit? Let's look at Galatians. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Spirit is this. What is it? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You understand that these are God's attributes right here. These are His attributes. His love, what does it do? It casts out fear. His peace, what does that do? It helps you to overcome the frustration of life. His gentleness, His goodness, His kindness, His mercy, what does all that do? That heals all the hurts that you've got inside of you. And Jesus comes in and He wants to replace all of your hurts with His love. He wants to replace all of the frustrations you have with His peace. He wants to replace all of the insecurities with His faithfulness. God, I need you. I need you in my heart and my life to bring healing to these hurts. Stand with me all over the house. Lord, I need you today. I need you. And let me ask you a pointed question. Don't, don't raise your hands. Don't, don't respond. If you're watching online, don't, don't respond to this. I just want you to think about what I'm getting ready to ask you. Are you angry? Are you angry? It could have been because of something that happened in your past. Maybe things didn't work out. With your parents. Maybe somewhere along the line you you have been wounded deeply by someone you trusted. Are you hurt? Let me ask you something, man. Are you frustrated? Are you frustrated with life right now? And Pastor, things just they're they're not working out the the way I want them to. It's it's just It just seems like in my life I'm taking two steps forward and three steps back. 
Are you frustrated? Are you living in fear? Insecurities? Kind of having those what if moments all the time? You have to look down deep and say, God, where is, where is this coming from? What's going on? Man, I just want to talk to you just for a moment. Man to man. Man to man. You are the thermometer in your home, Dad. You are. You come home kicking the cat, throwing the dog out, yelling, shouting. You have just raised the temperature in your home. And I get it. It's stressful being a man. I I get it. It is. All the stuff on you, people looking to you, people expecting things out of you. I need to step up and I need to do... And you're constantly... I mean, men, am I right? We're constantly hearing, I need to do this and I, I need to be better at that. And, and I get all of that. I get it. But man, I believe that God has brought us here today and online for such a time as this. To maybe spend some time dealing with those hurts, those insecurities, those frustrations. And guys, look, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you grew up and maybe, maybe your dad really wasn't what he should have been to you. I don't know. But man, we can't walk around angry all the time. We can't. Because God has called us for something better. And God is putting us into the lives and into the hearts of other people. To bring about change. God, God is bringing some young men. We got Mr. Dillon right here. Young man. And we got a young man coming up. We've, we've got all these, these young men in the house. Rest of the ladies. All these young men in the house. We got, we got a, a student center out there. Filled with, with young men. We've got kids area filled with, with young men. We've got all these men. And I'm getting to the ladies. But, but guys... There's an anointing on your life, whether you want to accept it or not, it's there. There's a calling on your life, whether you accept it or not, it's there. And it's for you to stand up in a world that, that, that quite honestly is putting men down and pushing men to the side and, and trying to make women out of men. Yes, I said that we're living in that kind of culture, but guys, it's time for the men of God to stand up and be who God's called us to be. To be men who are willing to take the gospel unashamedly to the church and to the world. God's called us to do it. There's the calling on your life. Will you be willing to accept it? That's what you have to ask yourself. That's what you got to wrestle with right now, guys. God's called you. Ladies, blowing your top three times a week on an average. I get it. I get the pressure. I see the pressure my wife's under. 
She's cleaning the house. She's doing all this. She's, she's, she's got the supper. She's, she's making sure the kids got what they need. She's, she, she's, she's helping me out. She's, I mean, she's got the job, very demanding job. She, she's juggling all of these plates, all of this stuff, church, life, family, all of it, juggling the plates. And ladies, in the middle of the juggle, it's easy to get frustrated. And it's easy to drop them because it, it would be so easy to just say, you know what, I, I, I don't need to do that. But the same calling that is attached to the man is some of the same calling that's attached to you. God has raised you up for such a time as this. God has raised you up. To change a society, to change a culture, to change your home. Because if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. God's called us as men and women to advance the kingdom of God forward. But we cannot do it as long as as we are enslaved to anger. We can't do it. We've got to break free. We've got to break free. So here's what I want to do. I've got our prayer team ready. And listen, if you've got to go, I understand. I, I totally get it. Don't, don't let this be something to where you feel guilty by. But I want to open the altars. Be mindful of people's space. Be mindful of that. But I want to open the altars. And I just want you to come. Just step out of your seat and just come. And let's just pray for America. Let's pray for our homes. Let's pray for our families. You guys are going to hear a whole lot of stuff coming October and November. We have been planning. We have been prepping for something so big. We've never done something as big as what we're getting ready to do when we talk about it in October and November. It's going to take a lot of prayer. It's going to take a lot of people being free to do what God's called them to do. And so right now, I just want to spend time around the altar. So whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, if you've got time and you feel comfortable, why don't you come right now? Why don't you come right now? The band's going to lead us in worship. We're going to sing. We're going to praise. And we're going to pray. God, raise up men and women in this hour, in this time. God, raise up individuals, Lord, that will not be ashamed of the gospel. Men and women that will carry the good news of Jesus Christ all around the world to circle the globe. God, if there's hurts, if there's insecurities, if there's pain, if there's fear, God, whatever that is, we lay it at your feet today. We lay it at your feet today. And God, we just ask that you would help us to break free. Help us to break free in Jesus' name.